Hey guys, welcome back to Investing Should Be Easy. I'm your host, Alex Richwagon, and today's show on May 3rd is all about, I would say, looking at a long-term versus a short-term approach to investing and kind of taking a step backwards. I published my book, Investing Should Be Easy, in 2015, and a lot has changed since then because one of the things that I'm an avid spoken person for is look at investing as a long-term solution to reaching your financial goals. And why I say long-term, because stock market's up over 10, 11% with dividends, um, you know, last hundred years or so. That's a long-term view. You want to look at your investment saying, hey, how do I invest for three to five to seven years out and let my investments mature and don't be so quick to trigger a get-out plan. Why I'm bringing those up is these are key disciplines that I had talked to and written about in my book, Investing Should Be Easy. And with today's market and our new president, you've got to really adjust. You've got to start thinking through, how am I going to maybe take advantage of this? Should I have more money on the sidelines? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the show in three, two, one, cue the music. All right, we're back. So again, at the top of the show, we talked about it's going to be a long-term versus short-term investing view, and we'll talk about two companies in specific of how you can take advantage of today's highly fluctuating markets that's mostly driven by, I'll say, a combination of sources. You've got macro picture um, things. You've got, um, which I'll kind of say macro, uh, trade talks with China that have that warned and had the economy going in a spiral for at least a good week or two. The Fed yesterday decided to not raise rates on their the Fed rate, which is um, they're kind of talking about higher inflation, which they're signaling. This was unexpected, and so the market reacted turbulently. Market was up, I think, about a couple like 100 points or so, and now it fell back almost 200 points because of the Fed's decision to not raise the interest rate, which again caught the market off base and ultimately the market had to adjust. And why I bring these things up is, again, I'm a sole believer in long-term investing. I've built the, this platform, my, I wrote my book, published my book on this kind of stuff, is long-term investing will eventually win the day You've just got to be able to stomach some of the short-term losses and don't pay attention to the stock market every day. I'm bringing up events over the past few weeks, few months, because it is relevant and I've always been an advocate for the long-term investing view. However, you got to adjust. Sometimes you got to change your strategy. And what I mean by that is look at a short-term view. Keep more money on the sidelines for ebbs and flows the market to take advantage of what you may not need, need to see coming, but things that you can do as far as technical indicators or ahead of announcements or waiting for the president to make a decision on an international trade policy. Those all things take into account, and 
it doesn't really mean that the individual stocks in your portfolio have changed their philosophy, changed their strategy, or any less of a company than when you first bought it. It just means they get impacted by it. And, and how do you adjust to those things? That's what you got to start thinking through. So again, I'm a sole believer in the long-term investing. However, given the fact of some of these short-term situations, might want to have more money on the sidelines. 20, 30%. So let's say you have a $10,000 uh, portfolio. Keep maybe two to 3,000 on the sideline for when your favorite stock, I'm going to talk about two, may just take a huge dip. You're like, oh my gosh, I still love the company. Nothing really changed. Their strategy hasn't changed. And I believe in what they're doing. Go ahead and take it, take some of that money and put it back to work and maybe pick up an extra 10 to 15% on the stock on the pullbacks. Those are great buying opportunities that didn't present itself over the past two to three years when the stock market's been in a bull rally for so long. We've got a lot of volatility. You might be able to take advantage of it if you have the patience and if you are interested. Two companies specifically we're going to talk about. One is Snapchat. I haven't really talked about it too much on the show, but I'm watching it on the sidelines since the IPO came out months ago. Snapchat... I'm a very much a believer in staying away from this company. I don't really see how a company that is primarily geared towards kids who don't pay for things are a primary source of revenue for ads. I don't see kids going out and selecting these ads. And again, I'm not telling you it's a, it's a bad company in general. I just don't know if I'd invest with it. Sure, I might use it for fun, but... Am I putting money towards it? Am I clicking on all these ads that are popping up? Not really. I might just use the base service. I know uh, nephews of mine and uh, you know my wife, they use a service, but I'd never see them in the ads or, oh my gosh, this is a, you know, it's a, it's a short-term quick fix. The company debuted in the 20s. It's all the way down to 11. They missed their earnings by gargantuan amount. It fell 20% yesterday. If you had been shorting Snap, which you can do by either options, which I've talked about in previous episodes, which will be a put option against your betting against the company, or you could just short the stock in general, those are bets you can make against Snapchat. I don't know how much further the damage is going to be. Again, dropping from the 20s down to 11, they've lost half of their market capitalization, their market value since going to their IPO which is their initial public offering months ago. But they're in a troubled spot. And their strategy hasn't changed. Yeah, Facebook did have early tribulations. They started out, again, the same kind of way. The, the stock debuted in the 30s. It fell down to 18. Now it's up to 160 today. But Facebook is a different platform. They're able, able to take... A lot of data, which obviously we saw in the news when Mark Zuckerberg went to Washington. And they're taking all those all that data points and they're selling it to advertisers. They're not coming out and telling you specifically, but that's that's how their business model is working. There's a whole bunch of information you can buy. I have a company right now. I can go out there and I can target exactly a, a age demographic, 25 to 30 to 29-year-old men in an age group, whether, and I can choose things of their likes or dislikes, whether they're investing, they're not investing, what they like to do on the weekends, all kinds of different things that you can target your advertising. 
Snapchat's not doing that. It's it's a picture, it's a peer-to-peer service where people are taking pictures of each other and sending goofy things back and forth. Again, fun product, not hating on the company, just don't believe it as a stock. So that could be a potential short going forward until the pain maybe hits, I don't know, in the eight to seven dollar range, which a lot of analysts are predicting. Another company to talk about in the short term that I love long term, love, love, love long term, is Sangamo, SGMO. I've talked about it. I'm pounding the table on this company. I believe in the long term. This company is using what I'll call gene editing scissors to cut bad genes out of people and give them, make sure that they have all the good genes. So to avoid long-term diseases like cancer, heart disease, um, cardiovascular disease, these major things that impact the population, which could extend your life, make you healthier, make you happier. That's a company I believe in long-term. It's a small-cap company trading at a billion or two dollar, uh, billion to market capitalization. Over the past month, and why do they believe in them? Just kind of looking in their expansion, they've got clinical trials going on. They've got major pipelines underway. They've signed deals with both Pfizer and Gilead. Gilead's a leading HIV AIDS um, uh, reduction. I don't know. Reduction is probably not the right word, but like healthcare company. They're signing deals with people. People believe in their technology. And just over the past three months, it was at a high of 26 it dipped as far as down to almost $14 a share. Today it's trading around 17 but those are serious dips for a company that has a really strong pipeline. If you just invested it today and you closed your eyes in three to five years, you'd probably at least double, if not more, what the company's going to be. There's, It's got so much room to run and so much good things going on it. It's just one of those companies that you just believe in. I checked their financials, checked their management team. They've got a good thing going on. But in short-term situations, if you're at, you know, if you if you start investing a year ago, so if I looked at a year ago, it was trading at four dollars and thirty-five cents. Ran all the way up to twenty-six. That would have been almost six times my money, and then down to seventeen. If I still believe in the company, put more into it. I'm not saying catching a falling life, but this is a long-term investment that I really, really like. SGMO. Those are the kind of ways to. Adjust your portfolio with taking a long-term objective to the stock market, but also being smart about short-term dips and short-term situations that you can take advantage of. So hope this helped. This was a show about long-term investing, but taking a short-term strategy of adjusting to the marketplace in general. You can always adjust your strategy. That's the beauty about this stuff. If you guys have any questions or comments about today's show or something else you want to see in the future, alex.richwagon at gmail.com. That's alex.richwagon at gmail.com. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Get prepared for a fantastic Memorial Day and Mother's Day by the following weekend. And uh, have a good day. See you guys. Bye. Alex Richwagon is an investment research analyst. Any of his recommendations are that of Mr. Richwagon. The information presented is the opinion of his and only his research. You should not base your investment decision based solely on his opinion. Remember, it's your money and your responsibility.